There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country in this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. You know, it, it, it's, it's a, a great time to be alive. We've had uh, some ups and downs this year. You know, the year just started. Um, all over the world, uh, God has made us pause. I, I want to hit you guys with something I thought of doing this time of the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, whatever demonic um, name you put to this demon that the world is fighting right now, I want you to think about something. The news has been, cycle has been all about um, the pandemic, um, the economic, all of these other things. But we we haven't heard too much about the murders. We haven't heard about the crime statistics. We haven't heard all of the bad news that we hear because this has taken up the news cycle. One thing that I thought about is God has made us pause for just a moment. Humanity has had to, to pause Humanity's heart has got to get back to the place where we love our families, get back to the place where uh, our children are at home and not out in the street, not out in the world, not out uh, doing those things that would bring them harm as well as yours. It's mighty funny that um, with all that we hear go on in the world, We haven't heard too much about wars. We haven't heard too much about those things that we think are so much so important as a nation. We spend a lot of money on, and I'm a former soldier. I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I could care less about any of that. You all know me, know that. But we spend a lot of money on wars and these things. But for a moment, we've had to pause think about each other's lives. We've had to pause and think about our lives. We've, we've had to pause and pray for our neighbors and take care of our elderly. We've had to take a pause. 
not pull out a gun so quickly, not be so violent, not be so angry. As a nation, we've had to take a pause. And while we're pausing, I would encourage you to take this time to love your families, take this time, love one another. And after all of this is over, don't, don't forget. Don't forget how the fear felt. Don't forget, because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but don't forget how it felt to remember how precious life is after all this is over. With that said, I'm, my guest today is Thomas Dotson, who has written a, a beautifully conscribed book called The Empty Chair. And Thomas, this young man, has lost his family early in life, so he understands the importance of loving one another and, and loss. Thomas, how are you doing today? Doing great, uh, Dr. Butler. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is such a pleasure to have you with us. Would you share, um, share with the audience uh, who you are and um, share with us a, a little bit of your testimony, if you don't mind? Yes, absolutely. Um, just typical family man here in Eastern Kentucky. I've uh, been here most of my life. And in uh, June, uh, January of 1996, a uh, tragic car wreck um, claimed my, my mom, my dad, and a few years later claimed, claimed my sister from her injuries that she sustained in the accident. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. So um, the, my faith was certainly shaken that on two, at 2 o'clock on a cold uh, wintry Kentucky day, you have a family, and at two ten, my God. Uh, half your family's gone. My God, my God! And, and so, uh, so your 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 mother, your father, and and then some years later, your sister succumbed to her injuries. Am, am I right? Or were there other family members in the automobile? No, that's correct. My God! And, and so, Thomas, how how old were you uh, when this happened? I was twenty two. It's um, it's it's. That, that truly can um, shake your faith in God. And, and when, when this happened, and I, and I hope I'm not drumming up any uh, insensitive uh, questions. If I am, then, then you know, um, just let me know. And, I, and it's, it's, it's not, I'm not trying to by any chance. But, but were, you, were you in the church at the time? Did you, did you have a relationship with God at the time? Yes, sir. I had been saved and baptized at 16. So I, I knew the Lord and um, to, to say that my, my faith was shaken uh, would really be an understatement. Wow. Wow. Take me through and I don't want to I want to be painful, but, but maybe take us through because as some people list, are listening to the show, they, they um, may be going through the same tragedy. And as a I've been pastoring, been counseling for over 30 years uh, in some capacity of pastoring people. And I've had young people that blame God for their loved ones um, passing. Absolutely. And, I, and I, Go ahead, my brother. Oh, I, and, and you feel free to ask any, any kind of question. Uh, I really want to help others. Amen. Uh, I know I'm a member of numerous grief groups and I counsel quite a few people going through different uh, difficult times in their life. So uh, answering those hard questions is, is part of the reason I wrote the book is to help those know that 
that God is there. Yes. Even though the time is dark and your heart is broken, your heart is heavy, that, that God is still there. He's the Amen. God of the just and the unjust. And it rains on all of us, good and bad. That's right. And that's that's one of the things that really got me through was was to accept the fact that there is no necessarily correct answer as to why this happened to me. And and, and there's no time, is it? And what, whether, no. Whether you, when the, whether you were 22 or 52, um, my 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 father passed in in uh, several years ago in 2017 and my sister passed uh, a um a year before eight months before he did and so as you're talking um you know the holy spirit saying you know whether you're 22 or 52 there's no correct time of losing a loved one there's there's no time um uh, that it doesn't hurt um for you Thomas, how in the world, as a 22-year-old, how do you how do you get past it? How does how does life go on for you? You know, at, at age 22, you lose you know your family members. So share with me where you were at age 23. How, how in the world do you survive another year, another day after that? Honestly, I re- I really thought that I was a a, a man. Uh, what I found out very quickly was I was still a, a young man really needing his parents, gotcha. especially my dad being, being the only son, my dad and I were very close. He, he was my, uh, and, I, and I say this in my book, he, he was my best friend. He was my brother, the only brother I ever had. And, and he was my dad. So that was just devastating. And, you know, me and mom were close, but me and mom weren't close like me and dad. Mom had the, the three girls and then dad, you know, we, we kind of had a different type of bond. So I always remember walking up in the church when, you know, you know, as a pastor, you know, the family comes in early. Yes. And I remember just a couple family members being in there and just walking up to the caskets and just, just feeling this loneliness sweet right it, it just utter loneliness and i carried that with me for quite a while um, if i had to put a time on it i would say honestly several years of just loneliness and you know i didn't blame god i understood the bible read the bible a lot studied the bible never what you'd say blame god right but I was very upset with him. Gotcha. Gotcha. And we had some, um, we had some battles and then I probably weren't all, wasn't always nice in, in what I said. Well, well Thomas, we'll, we'll, would you hold that thought? We're going to take a little break. Yes, and sir. when we come back, I want you to share with us what those conversations were with God. Also, Absolutely. I'll be glad to. How you got to the point of writing this amazing book, The Empty Chair. Would you stay with us till after the break? Yes, sir. Wonderful, wonderful. This is Dr. H. Rome Butler, and this is A Moment of Grace. We're talking with author Thomas Dotson, who lost his family at age 22. His mother, his father, and his sister succumbed to uh, 
um, her injuries from a car accident. Uh, sharing with us how he felt. And, and also, uh, when we come back, he's going to share with us how he his faith was rebuilt. I never say he lost his faith, but how he had some conversations with God about what happened. And when we come back, we're going to continue our talk. And I want to encourage you um, to get his book, The Empty Chair. And, and uh, what he tells us here will, won't be the whole story, but you'll have an opportunity to read that in his book. Again, this is Dr. Ray Jerome Butler. We'll be right back after these messages. This is a moment of grace. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I read a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to foster to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler, and we're back with Thomas Dotson, author of An Empty Chair. Uh, at the break, Thomas was sharing with us how after losing his family and going through several years of, uh, of just that weightiness of having lost his family, uh, he was getting ready to share with us some of the conversations he had with God uh, while he was going through that healing period. So, Thomas, thank you for being back with us on A Moment of Grace. Yes, sir. You, you were sharing with us earlier. Um, you didn't blame God, but, you, you know, you were shaking a little bit. So can, can you continue, continue that thought process of, of where you were and how did you come to a place of healing? Yes, sir. I, I go back and I lean on the teachings that you receive in, in Bible school and, and, and Sunday school. And, and I didn't know how important those teachings were until that accident, you know, slapped me in the, in the heart and just ripped my heart out. Those teachings really helped me understand that I wasn't alone, that there was an appointed time. Right. Now, this was, I would say, an extraordinary circumstance where you lose uh, both your parents uh, at one time. But the scriptures really helped me understand that, you know, unless we are are called up by the Lord one day, that we're all going to pass away. And those, those teachings really helped me understand that the Lord was with me. And even though I was upset, that he never left my side. And one of, the, one of the things that I really found out very early is there's two two things going on when you have an incident like mine happen to you in life. Okay. You have the Lord there, but you also have the devil there trying to wreak havoc inside of your life. Say, say that again, Tim, because, you know, I think when people, people don't realize how present he is as well as God, uh, when we go through these, these tragedies, these, these, this, that fork in the road, um, that the enemy, he, he does step in at times, doesn't he? Oh, he was there from the, from the moment wow. 
I would say that I found out I would say he was there right to just right. do exactly what John 10 10 says to yes. kill steal and destroy yes and knowing that really those teachings really helped me understand the process that I was going through that it became spiritual war- warfare that uh, you know the devils want another soul that's, that's what right. he's wanting that's what he wants if he can and I, what I'd done very early, Dr. Butler, was I refused to go into the, what I call, and I, I talk about this in my book, the could have, should have, would have room. Gotcha. Because that room is dark, and there's only one person waiting on you in there, and that's the enemy. And Amen. he's going to use that room to just wear you down, mm-hmm. get you on an island, and then he's just going to beat you down. That's right. That's right. And, and and in that room sometime, and, and you, you've dealt with, with people with grief, Thomas, and, and I, I won't put words in your mouth, of course, but in that room, there's trying to self-medicate, there's, there's addiction, there's all kinds of things, depression and all these other things that, that wait in that room that you're talking about, isn't it? Yes, and pray, praise the Lord that uh, I did not go down any of those paths, but it was right there in front of me. I mean, just a, just more or less an arm's length away. But I, I did hold on to those scriptures, and I went to it to get a checkup. I was having what I what I thought was anxiety. Um, quite a, a few months after the accident, and one other note I'd like to mention: that same year, in August, this accident was in January. In August, I lost one of my best friends to a motorcycle accident. Wow. Wow. So, so you had a lot was, piled on you. Yeah, it was a tough wow. year. And I was, I was having chest pains and, and things like that. So I went to the doctor, a doctor that I'd been going to since I was a young boy. He was very familiar with my, me and my family. And I told him what had happened. And, and he said, I'll just never forget this conversation. He said, you're not depressed. And I said, really? And I, he said, no. He said, son, you're grieving. Mm. And there's a difference. Mm. And and that really helped me, wow. you know, understand the process that I was going through. Mm. And I think that's part of the reason that, that God blessed me to write this book is to help others know that it is a process. Right. And it doesn't last a day or a week or a year. It, it, it's a lifetime. A lifetime. Right. It's your new normal. It's been, been 20 plus years now, but I still, yeah, I'm still going through the process. Mm-hmm. And and the, the, the doctor, and I, I think that's so powerful what the doctor told you, is that you're not depressed. I'm not going to give you depression medicine. I'm not going to put you in all these meds. You're, you're grieving. And, you're right. and, and so our, our, our grieving process, uh, because our Savior grieved over um, John the Baptist when uh, when he was beheaded. And, and so all through the scriptures, we see grief, but we also see how to overcome. Um, one thing our Savior did, and I don't, and you're going to share with us how what the process was for you, but for for Jesus, he went to that mountain and he had that opportunity to spend some time, but then he immediately got back to work and ministry by you know saving the disciples on the water. So, right. so, so what was the process for you? And and as you share was the process for you, we also want to talk about. Um, uh, if we can shift gears, let's talk about, about your, your book, Empty Chair. Um, powerful, powerful, powerful title. Um, how, how did you come to that title? And, and, 
And what was the process of, of bringing this book? And do you feel this book was a place of healing for you or, or, uh, or maybe a, a manuscript to help others to heal? I, I think before um, I could write the book that I, that I had to be in the healing process. I, I feel very strongly that, that this book was written for others uh, and, you know, through my experiences. And the, the title of the book was actually, the title that's on it now is not the original title. The original title was Even Jesus Wept. And right before I was ready to send it to the publisher, um, and then I couldn't change it, that was it. It just, this other title came to me. So me and my daughter went up to my old farm place, my, old, my farm where I grew up with my parents, and we took a chair out in this field. Hmm. And, and it was in um, October, the fall color. The farm was just beautiful. And we, we took 181 pictures and we're scrolling through and we see this one and we both said instantly, this is the picture. Wow. And it, it's just, it's very heartwarming to me to know that that picture is the very place that I stood many times with mom and dad and the family. And it, it's just, it's very, very passionate for me. I feel the Holy Spirit uh, on what, what you say and you and your daughter is this next generation having an opportunity to do this together. As, yes. As you take a picture where the past generation had been. Um, and, and so with the, when, when people read the empty chair, and like I said, that the, the title is so powerful when, when they read the empty chair, Thomas, what, what is your uh, prayer that they will walk away with after they read this book? Uh, my, my prayer. And at, and at the end of it's funny, you mentioned that at the end of every chapter, there's a blank page that says notes and prayers on wow. it. Okay. So as you read through these chapters, you have the opportunity just to, to write down whatever is heartfelt or you're holding on to and you need to let go of or just whatever comes to mind. My prayer would be to know that, that you're not, not alone. And the devil wants you to think that you're alone. The devil wants you to believe that there's alternative measures out there to healing. That's right. But, you know, Jesus told us, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. And through the good times and the bad times, he, he is still that way. And that's, that is my hope is that uh, people will understand that you're not alone you're not. and that Christ is always, always there with us. Amen. And, and it gets back to my earlier statement at the, at the top of the show, because um, as you were sharing your story. Um, I started to relive the time of my own loss. And, um, uh, you know, the enemy, as you say, he wanted to take me through a place of depression, but I was pastoring at the time and had the love of, a, of all of the people there that rallied behind us. And as you just said, Thomas, we're not alone not only is Christ there, he will also send people in your life that um, whether you're at the time, you know, pastoring people, you, you know, you, you figure the pastor's strong and you know, you're, 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 you're God's under shepherd there at the church and everything, and you should be Teflon and everything, but it doesn't matter how tough we are. Um, grief hits all of us. 
Yes, it does. And, and pastoring can be one of the loneliest jobs in the world. Amen. I've, I've lived it. Because you're all, yes, sir. You're always taking care of the sheep. But that's right. That's sometimes, right. you know, we don't, we don't, and, and I still say this, sometimes I don't do a good job of taking care of myself. I got you. One thing I can say, and I'm happy you said that we take care of the sheep um, and getting back to my own situation. I thank God that I had an opportunity to um, to rest and and the sheep came and, and, and just caressed me. Um, as a shepherd, we should smell like a sheep, you know, so yes, for that for that healing period for me. Um, Thomas, how can people get your book if they want to read an empty chair uh, how do they get your book uh the book is on amazon.com it's also on barnes and noble uh, through uh, barnes and noble nook uh, amazon kindle and itunes wonderful wonderful and uh, if dr butler if i'd also be allowed to mention i also have a blog Okay, great. And I just started that about a month ago. The Lord just laid it on my heart. And and I talk about grief on there, but I some other topics also. And it's healingthroughwords.org. Healingthroughwords.org. Yes. Wonderful, it's, wonderful. It's just a five or ten minute read. Um, you know, just, just something to give you some hope and encouragement. Got you. And, and so, so you just started that? Yes, about a month ago. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, so, so how's the writing going? How's that going? Uh, how's the response been? With um, well, I'm I'm not the most technological person, but last night I I did manage to figure out how to check the metrics. Okay. And for the first month, the page it had 322 views. Praise God, wonderful. Well, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. I Any, think so too. Anyone out of out of that? Um, uh, respond back to you on the on the page no not so far got you got you well, well you know the bible says one man plants one man waters and god gets the increase that's right so so i know you know we've we've written several books ourselves and and i'm never concerned about um they're just seed you know <laughs> they're, they're just right. seed that god is putting in the hands of of his people and so uh, our prayers you know even with your book um empty chair that um, you, you've you, one man waters, one man plants. You, you've planted, and that God will get the increase. If you don't mind, before we go, Thomas, would you tell the audience one more time where they can uh, get the empty chair? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, you can have it. Uh, you can find it at Amazon.com, uh, paperback or Kindle edition, Barnes and Noble. Uh, the Nook edition is also available, and through iTunes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Thomas, and, and we, uh, we, we, we want to thank you for coming and being a part of A Moments of Grace. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a, been a true blessing and an honor. Amen. That was Thomas Dotson, who's written a book, The Empty Chair. I would like to encourage you to get his book. Um, dear hearts, it doesn't matter who you are. We, we all have gone through grief. Uh, here was Thomas at age 22, loses mother and his father and his sister um, dies some years later, passes some years later. And he didn't allow the enemy to, uh, to overcome his heart, didn't allow bitterness, the bitter root to get in his heart. But he kept the, the word as you, you heard him. 
He kept the word before him and keeping the word before him kept him at a place of encouragement. And as you're listening to me right now, I want to encourage you. If you've gone through loss, if you've gone through grief, I want to ask you to to pray and ask God to come in your life. Understand this. And I've I've talked with a young man the other day, and I thank God for it. Uh, He was going through some loss himself and was talking about suicide. And the Holy Spirit shared with me, and I've shared this with you all on the show before. Um, the, The pain doesn't stop, but it passes it on to other people. So if you're going through pain, pray or find someone to talk to. You're not alone. Jesus is there with you as he was there with with Thomas, as he's there with anyone that's going through grief. And when the doctors try to tell you you're going through depression, see what the root of, of why they're saying that. You may legitimately be going through depression, but why? And what other than medicine, other than a psychologist, what can I do other than what the world tells me I need to do? What can I do to get through? For Thomas, it was the word of God that he had in his heart, the the scriptures that he was taught as a young man. Uh, For others, it may be singing their way through. I know my grandmother used to love to sing. And when things were going bad, we could always tell when the bills were due and she didn't have very much. we know she would start singing and God would always come through. Whatever your, um, whatever your place of having God in your life, whether through prayer or ministering, through writing or whatever it may be, whatever your place of, of finding God and being with God is, do that, but don't let the enemy in. We want to thank Thomas once again for being with us and I encourage you to get his book, The Empty Chair. I tell you every place that you can get it. And our time is up. I want to thank you all so much for being with us. And remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time here on Moments of Grace.